Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hi, everybody. I'm Cassidy, one of your Indianapolis Colts cheerleaders, and you're watching the Believe in Colts podcast. Welcome back to Believe in Colts. I'm Lawrence Owen. With me, as usual, is my guy, Bam. Bam. That's Donald Thomas sitting over there. And today we are going to go over the absolute garbage that we watched Sunday at 1 o'clock where the Indianapolis Colts looked like they were a Pop Warner football team trying to take on an NFL team versus the Atlanta Falcons, which the Falcons was able to do just about anything they darn well pleased offensively and defensively against our Indianapolis Colts. And then we're going to also talk about what can we do to fix this situation because we're still seventh seed in the playoff race, amazingly, because we weren't the only AFC South team that would look bad um, this past weekend. Every team in our division lost, which allowed us to stay in the playoff race. But initial thoughts, man. Initial thoughts on what you on what you watched this past weekend. Um, <laughs> it just was a performance. It was just a, a lackluster performance. It was just one that just. Um, to be honest with you, there was no sense of urgency. And that's what we talked about last week about having a sense of urgency coming into this game with the right mindset. Um, you can't tell me that across the board as a whole, you're that inferior to the, you know, Atlanta Falcons. So, you know, just, it was just a, a lack of, I mean, we, you can pick apart every single phase of the, of the game, all three phases and, and find, players or situations that just didn't go well for the Colts all game. They were just like, what are we doing? So, you know, overall as a whole, it was very disappointing to watch that game, um, knowing that there's so much on the line, but the silver lining is that everyone else lost too. So you kind of, you know, you help yourself out, but we'll get into it because I don't want to give too much away right now. So, but yeah, I mean, just initial thing was like, it just, they came into that game and they didn't, they didn't take it as serious as I feel like they should have. No, you're absolutely right. I, I I feel the same way. And like you said, before we get into it, I got to remind everybody that Bet Online is still your number one choice for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, NFL, NBA, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up get in on the action remember use promo code believe that's b-l-e-a-v to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit mm. bet online where the game starts so first and foremost look the atlanta falcons absolutely tore us a new one offensively against a defense that i thought was actually playing pretty good you know i thought they were doing well all game and then next thing you know we're giving up all sorts of yardage on the ground, through the air, you know, and it's just not something that I like seeing at all. Taylor Heineke hardly was at all uh, bothered. He was 23 of 33. That's like 70% completions and a touchdown. No no turnovers. 
Bijan Robinson, six yards of carry. Dude averages 4.6. He got six yards of carry. Tyler, um, Tyler Algier, he got 7.7 yards of carry on nine carries. Cordero Patterson, you know, he had an additional 26 yards to add on there. And my goodness, it was just, it was just a, a devastating look for this Indianapolis Colts team. And a lot of that had to do with missed tackles. There was so many missed tackles in this game between Zaire Franklin, Kenny Moore, and EJ Speed. Those three alone missed a total of 13 tackles in this game, according to PFF, right? And that's not a good situation. And of course, turnovers, the streak is over. The streak is over. We did not have a turnover. Should have. Zaire Franklin had a pick six right in his hands and just dropped it because you know why? I got a feeling Zaire had six right here in his eyes before he oh, you know, throws his hands around it. A hundred percent. He was like, I'm, I'm to the crib on this already. And he kind of just jumped the gun. Um, you know, that happens a lot. You know, you see guys drop a ball. They try to turn and run before they actually secure it. Stuff like that. So he saw it, man. He should have had it. I know he's still probably kicking himself in the butt for that uh, today, tonight, you know, whenever. And he's probably not trying to think about it. But, you know, just from watching the game, it just, to me, it looked like Atlanta just did what they wanted on offense. Like, they literally, like, they did up front, they were bullies. Up front, there was there was a lot, there's a ton of holes. If you really go back and watch um, the game and you see how – much push they got up front. You can you normally see it for as soon as the handoff happens by the way the running back hits the hole. And there's a little pitter-patter. That means he's trying to find a hole. It's not definitive. Um, and that's what we saw a lot on our end when we were trying mm-hmm. to the ball. There's a lot of pitter-patter trying to find an open hole lane just to get a couple yards. But you don't get, you know, six yards a carry. You don't average 7.7 yards per carry by, pit, by pitter-patting your feet in the hole. Like you were hitting that thing downhill. And that's what the, you know, the Falcons were able to, to really do is like they really they really created some some running lanes and got up to the second level and um, made some guys miss. And, and, and it just looked like throughout the course of the game, as the game wore on, that's just what they did. Man, they just wore on us constantly just pounding the football. And I don't know if if, if we went came into this game plan of like really trying to stop the pass and not worry about the run. But when you have someone as as dynamic as Bijan Robinson, I mean, he's proven that he's a very dynamic player. You have to be willing. You have to understand that both of those things are you have to be prepared for. This kid can catch the ball. He can throw the ball. I mean, he can he can he can run the ball. So it's just like, why aren't we geared up to stop the run as well? Like you got to keep this kid bottled up. You can't let this kid have seventy two yards rushing and fifty another fifty yards receiving at one hundred twenty two yards total offense by one person. It's a lot of yards to give up, right? So, I mean, when you look at it as a whole, um, from a standpoint of two hundred almost 230 yards receiving, 177 yards um, rushing, like that's a recipe for, I mean, unless you're putting up astronomical numbers yourself, I don't see you winning the football game, right? So, you know, um, it's just tough, man. It's, it, was, it, was a tough, it was a tough day to watch the Colts play when I felt like they should have been you know, really in playoff push mode and really, you know, firing on all cylinders. And it kind of looked like, you know, there it was September, October football. Yeah. I mean, before the game in our preview, I was like, you know, the Falcons are going to go as Bijan goes. Right. And mm-hmm. Bijan, you, you, you talked about, it. he had a total of 19 plays for over 120 yards over 
uh, almost six and a half yards per play that he had uh, on the ground and through the air. And look, in my in, going on the social media right now, getting kind of a, a feel for the fans, they want Gus Bradley fired. They're they're putting the poor performance from the players on Gus Bradley. Mm-hmm. Now I get it. Bradley didn't do any blitzing. Like you almost saw no blitzing in this game, but that's, he does every game, every game, he, 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 same thing every time. Um, But they're, they're, they're putting everything on Gus Bradley. They, they, they want him terminated. They're saying the missed tackles are on Gus Bradley guys being out of position, guys, not uh, playing uh, with a sense of urgency. It's all on Gus Bradley. He needs to be uh, removed from the team. What are your thoughts uh, about that. How much blame does Gus Bradley, should he be shouldering on that, on this past loss? So if you listen to rap, right, there's a, there's a, there, there's a quote that says it was all good just a week ago. It was all good just a week ago. When you're winning football games, when you're, when you're, when you're getting to the quarterback without blitzing, when you're, you know, getting interceptions, when you're ca- causing turnovers, when you're, you know, stopping the run, oh, you're the greatest. This is the greatest guy. Gus Bradley, what he could do everything without even having to, to pressure the quarterback. He got he got his guys going. He's got guys getting creating turnovers. He's got then you lose a game, and now he's got to be fired. He doesn't teach the guys the right things to do. He's this, he's that, he's this. Like, listen, like these are professional athletes. These are grown men. At the end of the day, like, yes, if you're not if you see that your team has a deficiency in a certain area and you don't address it throughout the season or make it a priority to make sure that they stay on point as something like tackling, right? Like you, we, we talked about it earlier. Like if you weren't, if you're not able to tackle, then you have no business playing in professional football. Mm-hmm. Like, so these guys can tackle. It's just a simple fact of how much are we practicing it or how much are we repping or how much, how much are we making an emphasis on it each week? to make sure that we make it a priority to be able to do these things correctly. Like I told you, a lot of people don't like for me to reference it, but when I was in New England, they did a ball strip, um, um, a, a ball carrier strip that every, every, every day at practice as mundane, as ridiculous as it, as it was, but guess what? Every time someone ran in there to, to make a tackle, the next person was running in there to rip the ball out and we would get a random t- a turnover off of that. So how much tackling, Drills are they doing? I don't know. Is it a priority? It doesn't look like it is because we're missing tackles in December, right? And this is not September. So, but to fire this man because all of a sudden you guys lost and now we're not blitzing enough and all that, like that's crazy talk to me. And I kind of get fired up about it because like we want to sit here and like praise a man a week prior when you get a when you're getting all these victories in a row and streak is this and that, this and that, getting turnovers, and all of a sudden, like we lose a game and now some this man's got to be fired. Like, come on coach fans. Like that's any fan in general. Like we can't operate that way. And I take offense to it because like you can't, like there's so many factors that go into, you know what I'm saying? Like why that man is in that position. Like you don't fire Gus Bradley. You fire who, who hired him. How about you fire him? Because at the end of the day, like he, Gus Bradley applied for the job. You could have picked anybody else. You know what, you know what kind of defense he runs. You know the style of defense. You know what he's going to do. You know he's not a big pressure guy. So take it or leave it. Mm-hmm. But we can't sit here and be like, fire that man just because you lost a football game. Like, come on. Like he did a good job. He's got his. He's got it. He's got his guys juiced up. He's got his defensive line juiced up. He's got his linebackers juiced up. He's 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 created. 
the young, he's elevated these young guys to play well in the secondary who everybody was trying to write off halfway through the season. They picked their stuff up. So at the end of the day, like, look at it from a standpoint of development. Look at it as a standpoint of taking guys that no one knew who they were besides DeForest Buckner up front and turning some no-name guys into guys that are actually guys that can, can – can you when you mention other pass rushers in the NFL, you've got to mention them. Or let's talk about – Let's talk about Zaire Franklin, what he's done with him in his game and put him in the right style, uh, style of defense to make plays. Like, stuff like that, like, we can't forget that. Just look at the secondary. A minute ago, they were trash. Now, all of a sudden, they're, they're, all of a sudden they, they're the heartbeat of the team, and, and, and they're making plays, and they're flying around and everything. Like, so we can't fire somebody just because of, you know, a bad performance, and it's not all on him. These men are grown men, too, and they got to show up every Sunday or Monday or Thursday night and play football and ball out and work as a team together, like, so, like, let's not sit here and fire everybody. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Just because, like, it's BS. Absolutely. Let's flip to the other side of the ball. I got, I received a text yesterday while I was doing my live stream <laughs> at about 1.30. That was about oh, a half okay. an hour into the game. And I'm not going to mention who it was, but I am going to mention what the text says. It says, why the four-letter explicit word aren't they, aren't the tackles using their hands? They have no punch. They just keep getting dog-walked back to the quarterback. Could you do me a favor? And Like I said, I'm, I'm not going to say who texted me here, but <laughs> could you explain to our audience exactly what this text is saying and what it means to the, the, the average fan? So, look, man, you clearly know who that text was from. <laughs> but... It's just it's it's frustrating when I sit there and I, I I'm supposed to be watching like elite offensive line play right and like you're not playing elite like you're not you're not even playing mediocre you're playing bad like as an offensive lineman you have to set square you vertical set you have to sit and punch your hands if your hands go outside of the framework of the you're gonna lose every time because. You know, and I know, if my hands are here, I'm pushing on your chest, and my and your and my and your hands are on my shoulders. Who's going to win that battle? So, as a defender, I'm taught if I'm going to bull rush you, I'm going to go right down the center of your chest. And as an offensive guy, I've got to punch him before he can do that, or I've got to knock his hands down and keep one hand or knock his hands down so that I can I can get him to the outside, right, or knock both down and, and get him down on the ground. But when you consistently at like you pick your side left or right and you're just getting dog walked back to the quarterback and you're not giving him a chance to make a good throw or he's worried he's feeling pressure. He either holds on to the ball too long and moves when there's no one there or there's a guy right in his face within three seconds, two seconds. Like we got to like, come on, man. Like so just frustrating because I'm just like they're not using the reason why they're getting beat is because they're not punching. They're, they they literally are not using their hands. They're not setting. They're not punching. Their hands are not inside. Their hands are outside the framework, and you can't you can't win like that. Like 
you cannot sit down on the bull rush if your hands are outside the framework. And if you don't punch, I, I, I'm not slowing your momentum down. And the problem is a lot with this new style of offensive line play that bothers me. And I talked to Nick Harwick. He lives, he lives um, not too far from me. We, we, I see him all the time. Is this new style of, of this, this, this set where these guys are holding their hands down low and like, the, like they're not punching, but they're just grabbing, but their hands are low and it looks pretty. It looks cute. And they get down their stance and one hand's here and other hand's here. I'm like, what is that? Like that doesn't work. So like when I train guys for like offensive line play, like, I don't teach that mess because it doesn't work. And I got to where I was by the old school or regular way, not the Instagram way or the way that makes you look good on some highlight reel that you went to some phantom camp for. So you can get, you know, your scholarship and, and go to school. Like it doesn't work. And these guys are doing this weird, this weird new stuff that doesn't work. And it's just like, your hands gotta be inside. You have to sit, you have to punch at the end of the day, that's football one-on-one when it comes off as a line and they're not just not doing it. And then in the middle guys are just not moving their feet. Like when you look at when you look at Nelson and Ryan, like they're, like they're not moving their feet; they're getting beat way too fast. Like hands got to be you. Like you have got to give your quarterback a chance. And then when we're running the football, I mean, I can go all day on this. When we're running the football, there's literally no push. There's they're not. It's like they're fire off the football. You have got to create a dent in the in, into the defense so that your running back can hit that thing with momentum. He can't pitter and patter his feet and then try to get going. It's too late. I got to hit it downhill. I got to hit it downhill. And that comes for us to be bullies up front and get push on these guys so that we can open up a hole. Too many times did I see Jonathan Taylor. If this is the, this is the line, Jonathan Taylor gets the ball and you just sit here and watch him go boing, 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 yes. boing. Oh, there's a hole. Oh, too late now. You know, yeah, because what? Now, now, the, now a linebacker is on him by that time. Exactly. Like, exactly. If, a, like if, if, if a linebacker makes the tackle every single time and we never touch him, but he's sitting back and I get three yards to carry for you. I don't care. Like take our job as offensive linemen is to take care of the line of scrimmage first and foremost. That means on pass, on pass protection, you're not letting guys blitz. You're taking care of the four guys up front and on, on, on run blocking, you got to take care of the four down guys up front. I tell my guys all the time, like you guys get so consumed with the linebackers, unless they blitz and just hit it downhill and make a play right the line of scrimmage behind the line of scrimmage. Like, Let's take care of the guy right in front of you first before you worry about coming off on a linebacker. So if you get pushed on him, take him back to the linebacker. That was my mentality. Like, yo, I'm going to take this dude. I'm going to take him to linebacker depth. I do that. You, the hole's made every single time. It just – I don't know, man. Like, before I came to the Colts, um, you know, like a lot of people don't know this, but, like, a lot of guys in the locker room said our line was soft. Right. And so like when we came and, and me and like guys are chairless came and, and, and we're supposed to be like, you know, some like new blood in the room with, you know, Costanzo and Sansa Satelli and Mike McGlynn, like the we had to be bullies. Like and that's the only way I played. Like, so if you push me, I'm fighting you. It's just it just it just is what it is. Because football is one of those sports where you just can't let somebody just come in and just bully you. Like you got to fight back a little bit. And so when they saw that, they, they were like, man, like we like that because like our guys before previous, they were just softening it. I'm not going to sit and call them soft. I'm not going to do that to them. But at the end of the day, like, who's going to be the bully and the tough guy? That's, like, getting, like, get into a scrap, get your guys going, or just come out the first play of the game and freaking set the tone for the rest of the game. None of this filling around stuff anymore. Like, you got two games left. Like, we don't – if up front, defense and offense, offensively, if defense, you guys don't get to the quarterback and create some pressures, 
And offensively, if you guys don't set the tone and protect your quarterback and open up the open up holes in the run game, then we'll go home. You guys can just book your trips to Cancun. You can book your flights to Vegas. You can do whatever the hell you want to do. But make a decision starting this week. What are you guys going to do? Because you got two weeks that hopefully everything plays out. You win and guys lose for you to get in the playoffs. Like, what are we doing right? There's nothing else to be said. Absolutely. And here's here's the deal. I want to move on from the game because we talked about you, you're like from here on out, right? We got two games left. We're sitting in the seventh seed, right? We went out. Odds are we make the playoffs. If we went out, I think we have like a 95% chance to make the playoffs. There is a way where other teams can win and lose and we end up getting knocked out because of head-to-head matchup situations. Um, but here's the deal. Mike, you're looking at this. You look at the game that they just had against the Falcons. They have to turn it around on multiple facets of the game in order to be, uh, you know, even looked at as a contender or, you know, something of that nature, especially against a team like the Raiders that we're coming up against that are playing absolutely stellar football right now. They they had a 63-point offensive game not long ago, and then they beat the Chiefs right? Just this past weekend, they have to turn it around. They have to turn it around fast. Is it too late or can they do it? It's, I mean, it's not too late to turn it around. It just makes it harder now because now there's no room for error. And we talked about this two weeks ago. You mess Mm -hmm. up, there's no room for error at this point. So now you, you literally took that scenario and made it a reality. Like, so, like, when you look at it from the Chiefs' standpoint, like, they're trending in the wrong direction at the wrong time. You look at it from the Colts' standpoint, all right, we lost one game. We made it hard on ourselves for this last three-game stretch where I said if you lose this game or you lose a game, you're going to make it very hard on yourself and your team to make it to the playoffs. So now winning out, you got to win out. But here's the problem. Here's the problem. You got the Raiders who have all the confidence in the world, all the juice in the world, they're playing for pride, respect, and getting the playoffs, prove everybody wrong. They started the season off bad. They lost their head coach. Now they got a guy who they're, who they're cheering, who they're rooting on, who they, everybody wants to see be successful. The players are playing for him, right? He's a player's coach. You got these guys that just beat Kansas City. They just, you know, they're knocking off teams. You told me before they scored, what, 80,000 points in the game? Like crazy stuff like that. Like these guys are ready to, this is not, uh, this is not the, the, the Raiders from four or five weeks ago. This ain't them. This is a team, if they could play like this, this is a playoff team. This is a team that they played this from the beginning of the season. They're probably 11 and three, 11 and four, like 10 and whatever it is. Like they are a, a team that's playing well. And then you go into it, you beat the Raiders. If you beat the Raiders, now you got the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. It comes down to it because at the end of the day, CJ Stroud will be back. Everybody down there is playing for their coach. They know what they're playing for. And if they have matching records, it comes down to now you can't that you can't lose. You can't lose. And so it's always about like you want to be like this during the season. Like, you know, steady progression, not this and this and this. And then you think it's a high and now you've made it hard yourself. And you don't want that because you you, teams that go in the playoffs like that, that just scrape in and get it. They get knocked out in the first round. They go home in a wild card, right? They go home in a divisional round because guess what? They're just not steady. They're not, they're not a consistent team. They show flashes, but they still have a more, there's more risk and reward with those teams. You want to be right here, high risk, high reward. 
right? Those are teams that play well. When the pressure's on, they're going to make sure that they dominate and do the thing, do whatever they got to do to win. Not all this and that. Like, so Kansas City, like Kansas City doesn't deserve the, like to, to like they should be they're wild. There should be a wild card team playing like they're not used to that. But I guarantee you that Kansas City, I'll put my money on Kansas City before I put my money on the Colts right now in the playoffs. Well, they've got history in the playoffs. They, That's they what I'm saying. Yep. They got guys that have been there and done it before. Hell, they they go on them there to Super Bowl every year. Like, they're just a team that's shooting themselves in the foot. When you watch it yesterday, it's like, so the Raiders have won that game? Yeah, they should have won that game. Do they deserve to win? Yes. Did the, the, the Chiefs deserve to lose? 1,000%. Should the Chiefs have won the game? Yes. But you allowed a team that was of lesser value, of lesser uh, uh, hierarchy or whatever, to be in the game by turning the ball over, by not, you know what I'm saying, not executing on your runs, missing some errant throws, not protecting the quarterback that well, right? I felt like Mahomes held on the ball way too long, right? So, like, the Raiders are playing very spirited football, and if you leave it, let a team stay in the game like that, they're going to – you can't – now you definitely can't mess up, right? Yeah. So, this is a tough week for the for the Colts, man. This is not a This is not a cakewalk. Absolutely. Here's here's uh, I'm gonna end this in this episode with a question. I, I almost got into the Raiders a little bit, and I was like, no, we got to preview that here pretty soon. So my bad. I'm sorry. Um, no, you're good. You're good. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants—they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. A lot of talk right now by certain fans pretty much giving up on the on the season. They're like, there's no point in even making the playoffs. would be a one-and-done in an embarrassment fashion if we did make the playoffs. How do every team feel to make the playoff is is that a situation where even if you're not like a top guy if you know you're gonna walk in you know limp in into the 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 wild card round or something of that nature do you still uh as a player still feel like you know what i'm here and i have a real shot at you know winning the championship because i made it or or is there a you know in your head, you kind of know maybe we shouldn't be here. Uh, I, I, I'm just curious how how players uh, think when it comes to like that because I'll, there's a there's a difference with fans. You know, some fans are like, "You make it, anything can happen," and other fans are like, "No, this team is garbage. They shouldn't be there." <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, so no one's dumb. Like everybody understands the circumstance. Everybody understands the situation they're in. Everybody on the team knows like realistically like if you're going if you're scraping into the playoffs and getting that wild card spot you know like what does that look like for you who you have to face who's what's the matchup you know you might be getting somebody very tough in the in 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 the first round right and so guys kind of typically know like there's some teams that like they don't want to make the playoffs they're ready to be done like because like like I told you like when I was in Miami, we were seven to seven, and the Houston Texans were seven to seven, and the and someone else was seven to seven. Oh, Steelers were seven to seven, and it was like 
whoever can get, you know, finish the season, you know, basically nine and seven gets that, gets that spot. And so just like guys down in Miami, I already checked out. They were at South beach on a Wednesday night before practice. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like fighting for the suit, fight, fighting to make the playoffs. Right. So it's all, it's all, it all depends. Like fans, like, what is that going to do? Like, you should want your team to finish the best that they can. Period. So if they make the playoffs and get knocked out in the first round, good. That's a step up from last year, right? Yeah. Like, like you don't want your team to just just because, like, honest to God, truth, like, what does that do for you? Does it move you up a little bit in the draft order? What does it do? Like, does it? It doesn't really help it's you out. Team playoff experience. Yeah, you want that so that you can get more of that of guys on the roster. And I know there's be a lot of turnover, but. The more guys that you have that have playoff experience, the better you are down the stretch. And so, you know, if I were if if it looked on the outside looking in or have been on the inside looking out, like any team that I've been on when we had a chance to make the playoffs, we wanted to be in the playoffs, except for that one team that, that year in Miami. Like, but I wanted to be on the playoff. I wanted to be in that year. I wasn't checked out, but other guys were, right? And it was a combination of they were checked out because not because they didn't think they could do it or beat this team or win. It was more so if they were just tired of the environment and the coaching staff and the way that the whole the whole season had gone with with between the coaches and players. So, you know, there's a lot to play. There, there's a lot to be said in the formula. Like, I just don't I can't speak for every team because there's so many moving factors. There's so much. How well do they do they do they do they have a relationship with the coaching staff? Right. Are they are have are the guys checked out? Is is, is the locker room toxic is, you know, what I'm saying like, what is it? <laughs> Just all those factors that it factor in, but damn it, everybody wants to win the Super Bowl. Like somebody, anyone, any player would be lying to say that they don't want to go or they have like no aspirations. They just want to get paid. Like yeah, there's guys that want to get paid, but you still want to. If you're putting all this work in to get paid, like you, you want another reward as well, not just like monetary reward. So like when I made it to the Super Bowl and we walked off the field with that confetti hitting us and 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 never, you know, you know, did not winning. That was a that was that was a hard you know what I'm saying that was that it wasn't easy man that that sucked because you put so much work into the season at that point you wanted to win for everyone else and for yourself like um so and you just never know when you're gonna get back now granted if I had never mind I won't even say that because I won't because this is because close fans will slaughter me for that but you know you just never know when you're gonna get back and you gotta take it for what it's worth because this game is so brutal um you know what i'm saying like you could have a career ending injury like i had and never play another snap again and then you'd be shooting yourself in the foot because you wanted to always you know play for play in a play in the super in the playoffs or fight for a super bowl and you just never had a chance to so you know you just have to be thankful and grateful for the position that you're in at the time and just take it for what it's worth man and, and so if you get a chance to go to the playoffs hell fight like hell and make it to the playoffs because you just never know when you'll make it back either Absolutely, in my opinion. Now, here's here's something else that I want to talk about because the year – see, you can limp into a playoffs and still win a Super Bowl. It, it, it's It's been done, right? Yeah. Uh, that The year that uh, New England finished the season undefeated, right? Mm-hmm. And they walk all the way to the Super Bowl, look like you know world enders. It was the New York Giants who, yep. who limped into that in that playoff. No one expected them to go very far at all. Walked all the way down and won, right? Yeah. So anything can happen. And once you get in, it can't. Is are the odds stacked against you? Absolutely. But 
if you can start playing your best football at the end of the season, into the playoffs, and let that stretch out through the playoffs, anything can happen at that point. Yep, a thousand percent. You know, just get in. You get, hey, look, you get, you get, you get smoked the first round. Now you just got sour taste in your mouth till next season, make you work hard. You get, you reach all, you get there and you fall short. You don't, you, you split when you go one and one, you don't make the playoffs. You got a bitter taste, sour taste in your mouth. It makes you work harder for next year. You know what this feels like. You know, you don't want to be in this position again. So you want to take care of business and make sure that any young guy or any veteran or anyone that's, that's remaining on this team that's coming back for next year, we all band together to get better for next season. And we know where we fell short. We know we still have another, you know, our quarterback coming back. Hopefully he's coming along. So you have to just look at the positives with it all and just work harder for next season. But you can't want to just because here's the deal. And we're in Colts fans. We've seen it. Right. That's why I never get really high on bringing in rookies. The draft doesn't mean anything, in my opinion, because you just never know what you're going to get. There's too many moving with basketball. I can I can say, like, number one overall pick, he's going to give me. I mean, unless he's a complete bust, he's going to give me 15 to 18 points his rookie year. And we can build off of that, right? But he's going to have substantial playing time. He's going to have some highlight plays. He's going to put butts in seats, blah, blah, blah. With football, how many first-round picks do we see get tear an ACL or have a season-ending injury in training camp? There were high If I remember correctly, the average length of time a first-round – no, the number one overall pick – does not reach their second contract in the NFL. I was just about to get to that. I was just about to get to that. Like, so it's not about, it's like, like in football, so much like you got to hit it now. Like we need production right away because it's such a brutal, like violent game. So you like, but some guys just aren't ready for that. And like, I tell people all the time, like, and I'm not saying that this is a a specific player. This is just my thoughts in my head that I always, that I'm able to get the spewies out to y'all. But everybody has a glass ceiling. Everyone has a ceiling. Whether you're a mock, like everybody knows it. You you know it. Anyone watching this podcast knows. How many people were monsters in youth football? And they got to high school and all of a sudden they stopped growing. They fell off. And how many guys were monsters in high school? And then they went to college and they couldn't hack it. They just weren't good enough. Right. Or how many guys, and how many guys like that I knew in college that were monsters that I played against that were monsters that you knew that went to college that were monsters? And they got to the league and they they didn't they couldn't hack it, didn't they they got laid gone within the first year or two in the league? Like, so everybody has a certain ceiling that they hit. Mm-hmm. So, like, you never know what you're gonna get when you draft a player, period. I don't care if it's first round or seventh round to undraft the free agent, but we do know that you know you find the gems in the later rounds and all that. But like I'm saying for the Colts, and I'm not saying any any scenario or anything like that, I'm hoping that Anthony Richardson. Had had a he didn't have enough game experience from this year. We all know that didn't get enough snaps. But I hope he's able to make a jump for next season. He gave us a little preview of what he can do. I hope that there's a constant progression. He really works on his his craft, his game. But also guys that come in for the season next year and the pieces that they put together are going to be guys that are have proven themselves to be hardworking guys. That you know, what I'm saying like because you just don't want to put all your your eggs in one basket when you're just look, looking to move up in the draft order or, you know what I'm saying, get a guy from – like, you just don't know what's going to happen. So, like, that's teams that always want to just draft off of, like, get like get a number one pick or have all this kind of stuff. Like, you see where they're at, right? You yeah, see where they're at the at. bottom of the barrel is where that's they're what at. Seeing, like, it just takes it takes, a, it takes a couple years 
for the most part, for guys to develop. And it's so many, it's 20, it's 11 guys out there at once. Every piece has to fit together. It's a puzzle. So like, you got to give guys grace. You got to give GMs grace. You got to give VPs grace. You got to give DCs and OCs and HCs grace when it comes to putting this whole thing together, because it's not easy. It's not an easy task. You can't just line guys up on a Sunday and say, go play football. Every piece has to be right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it has to. So like with the Colts, like you got to get the right pieces and they, they're still putting it together. They're just missing a couple, like that corner that you can't find. You looking under the freaking the box to find it because you can't find it. Or you want to jam this piece in there because it looks like it fits. It doesn't fit. You got to find that piece. So give guys a second, man. Like, you know, not just for every sport, you know, but like, you know, don't let the Colts ball out. Last two weeks, I want to see him win, get in the playoffs, make some noise. Right. Take down a giant, maybe. Right. Like it can happen. It could happen. Will it? Ha- is it likely? Probably not. But at the end of the day, like it's probable. And so like that is enough to hang your hat on and just be a, be a fan of this team. Right. Like and ride out with them no matter what. Like I'm a Knicks fan, diehard Knicks fan. It's been brutal. I'm 38 years old. It's been brutal. But guess what? I look at the positives every single year. Just get better every single year. And I know it's going to happen at some point. That's it. That's it, man. You know? Yep. I I get you. I understand completely. Well, I think that's going to do it for us on this episode. We got about 35 minutes into this. That's an awesome episode. Uh, can't wait to actually do the breakdown for the Raiders uh, here upcoming next few days. And I think that's going to do it, though, for this episode of Believe in Colts brought to you by Bet Online. I'm Lawrence Owen. Uh, that is Donald Thomas. And as usual, go Colts. Go Colts, baby. Do you believe? For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.